listening to Rolanda On Demand, and I'm Rolanda Watts, and I want to thank you so much for joining me for this very special episode on friendship during quarantine. That is the incredible Ruben Studdard, who is singing That's What Friends Are For. He is among a slew of celebrities, including Angie Stone, Yolanda Adams, Michelle Williams, Kenny Lattimore, Cece Peniston, Shinese, the list goes on and on, of a group of celebrities who got together and made this virtual compilation. All a birthday gift to humanity from a birthday boy himself, John Murray. John is not only a very dear friend and obviously a big-hearted soul, but he's also, you've seen him around, he's one of the top pop culture experts around. He's a TV host and he's a celebrity journalist. And he's going to join us today to tell us how in the world he was able to pull together this virtual a concert, this compilation that is bringing so much joy and reminding us of one of the most important things in life, and that is friendship and the greatest desire of a human being to connect. historic times. Times that require that we be physically distant from our friends, from our family, and our loved ones. And I don't know about you, but connection is so important to me. And so for my birthday, I decided to celebrate the humanity of connection. And I reached out to 20 plus of my most creative friends from R&B, gospel, and jazz. And I asked them all to sing a piece of a classic song. Dion Warwick and friends, that's what friends are for. So I pray that you are as inspired listening to this as I was pulling it all together. And remember, we're going to get through this thing and we'll be back with all our friends and loved ones on the other side. Also, we're going to sit down and talk with John Murray about what it takes to be a pop culture guru and entertainment expert. He may have some good advice for those of you looking to break into that field. And we'll also get some behind-the-scenes scoop from John Murray. That's today on Rolanda On Demand. It's road time. Welcome to Rolanda On Demand. I love my podcast because we not only tackle the tough issues of the day, but we deal with hot topics, celebrity interviews, and information that can help you in your business or relationships. This is Rolanda On Demand. Celebrity and entertainment expert John Murray is going to be here. And you know what? I really want to know, what did Dion Warwick say about his virtual compilation of That's What Friends Are For? I wonder what she thought. Well, I know he has the answer, so we'll get that in just a second. But before we get to John, I wanted to share this article that I found online. It's on a site called Vox. And the headline was blaring, and it says, Friendships are crucial to survive the isolation of the coronavirus pandemic. Why do they feel so hard? And Aubrey Hirsch, who wrote this article, goes on to say that this period of social distancing might increase our loneliness, but it's really only exacerbating a problem that's been building for years. 
Well, that caught my attention, and I wanted to know what in the world she was talking about because, you know, friendship is everything that's helping me get through this isolation, that and being creative. I mean, I come from a really small family. In fact, we say, if we were light bulbs, we wouldn't be very bright because we're only three watts. <laughs> but anyway, that's only to point out how important friendship is to me. And my circle of friends, many of which I've had since childhood, that's my family. And so that and my my my, my Facebook family, you know, I, I really connect with people and I like that. But what Aubrey Hirsch is saying in this article, she says between 2010 and 2017, she said she moved across the country five times, lived in five different states and in every part of the United States and made friends in all of those places. But she says that when she moved to the next place, the friendships quickly faded. Aubrey goes on to say, when I finally settled down again and reached for the phone, I realized that I had made a real lasting friendship since I was in school. And she says it isn't just her. She points to a Pew Research poll of about a 1,000 adults, and it revealed that one-third of Americans feel that they have a support network only some of the time. Millennials may be emerging as the loneliest generation. In a YouGov survey, 30% reported feeling lonely often or always. This period of social distancing to slow the progress of COVID-19 only complicates what Aubrey says has been a steady decline in human connection. But study after study confirms that friendships are a key component of a long and happy life. In fact, I have read some studies that said that people who live to be like 80 often point out that it was love, being loved was the single thing that they associated with living to be a nice, ripe old age. 72% of respondents said that family and other relationships contributed a lot to their personal happiness. So what's keeping us from building these important connections? Well, time is certainly one factor, according to a study in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. It takes an average of 50 hours together to consider somebody a casual friend, and then 90 hours, it says, before you regard them as a good friend. Children can also get in the way of nurturing friendships, especially for women. Children reduce the hours per week a woman spends with friends from 14 to 5. That's why a lot of my friends have grown kids or no kids. So we can party more. It seems counterintuitive, but social media may have a negative effect on our ability to maintain friendships. As our friend count increases, IRL friendships suffer in real life for those of you who don't know social media lingo. And as our time spent engaging with digital media and social networks continues to rise, the time we have to spend with friends vanishes. Aubrey also points out that the changing shape of the economy has also affected our abilities to connect. Nearly 20% of Americans work non-standard hours. There have been big increases in the number of remote workers in the U.S. as well, and we're certainly seeing that during COVID-19. But 19% of them report loneliness is their biggest challenge. Now imagine millions more in the same boat during the pandemic. 
without dedicated time to unplug and more drains on our leisure time overall, it becomes hard to build routines that involve friends. If you struggle with forming adult relationships, experts have some useful advice. I mean, but we all need friends. And, you know, usually the basis of friendship is a shared experience. Like, maybe you want to go take a class and find some people who are passionate about the same things as you are. Or go volunteer for a cause that's important to you. And then when it's over, try to stay in contact with your friends. Jackie Liu, who runs IRL Society in real life, recommends that we boldly push past small talk and open up about the big things happening in our lives. She says a big part of friendship is understanding someone for who they are and having them understand you for who you are. So right now, nurturing our friendships requires extra effort. But it's times like these when we need each other more than ever. Hey, Good to know, just in case I need a roll of toilet paper. We'll be right back with John Murray. And hey, listen, be sure to follow me in social media at Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. Join me there, too. Also, follow me on the YouTube channel that I have. It's called the Rolanda Watts YouTube channel. (laughs) There you go. That's pretty easy. You can catch some comedy, some good old Rolanda shows from back in the 90s, some clips from some of my movies and sitcoms. Oh, there's a plethora of Rolanda stuff over there, so go and enjoy yourself. And please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. I love it that you listen, but I would love it if you would subscribe and even leave a review and a rating, but only if you like it. That would mean the world to me. Thank you so much. And you know what else I would also love? Please tell a friend about my podcast. Tell them you need to be listening to RolandaOnDemand.com. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. And I was doing a book signing years ago, and some guy says, David, two words, changed my life. Two words, changed my life. And I said, and then God was speaking to me, because I am rather obtuse at times. I said, be happy. What? Three words. Be happy now. Be huh? happy now. Be happy, be happy now. There's more Rolanda next. Talk. Listen. Connect. Hey guys, don't forget that right now is the perfect time to order your cameo. I will do a personalized message for you or maybe one for Mother's Day, a birthday, or just to let somebody know that you are their friend and you're checking in on them to make sure they're safe. Order your special cameo today and let me take care of you. Go to cameo.com slash Rolanda Watts and um, let's make this really special for you. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. Look, I could fry air and eat it, okay? <laughs> I could eat me a fried fried sandwich. Anytime you squeezing bread over the stove to make you a sandwich, you know that's a bad eating habit. And I wouldn't get up and eat breakfast because I was too full from the night before. Laying my fat self down, wondering how come I'm having nightmares of people chasing me. And people don't realize this. When you eat late at night. You have nightmares. You have nightmares. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. Now 
let's get to John Murray, our entertainment and celebrity expert who was able to pull together all of these wonderful celebrities, everybody from Ruben Stutter to Michelle Williams and, and Kenny Lattimore, Angie Stone, and the list goes on. How is he able to pull this compilation together? And how is he able to break all of those stories about celebrities in the entertainment world? Well, John has some tricks of the trade. One of the things that's really been a blessing for me, Ro, is that people typically take a liking to me. Celebrities would would meet me and say, there's something different about you. And initially, when I first started, they were like, here's my two-way pager information. And my number changes every month. So here's my mama's house number. Call her. She'll give you my new two-way pager number. And so... uh, People would just call me and be like, you're so easy to talk to. And so I was counseling people in and out of relationships. I was convincing actors not to walk off their sitcoms. I I was doing things that big agencies were getting paid uh, 10%, 20% commissions to do just off of relationship. And so So you need to to get you need to start getting paid by being a fixer. You know, listen, I, I should have I, I went and got some quack PhD program situation and started calling myself Dr. John and went on the circuit with Phil and Oz and the rest of these guys because, yeah, that's how folks were leaning on me. And I became a safe space for a lot of people. And so what would happen is if a celebrity got in trouble they would uh, and they'd be telling their friend, like, oh, my God, this big tabloid story is coming out about me. The, uh, another celebrity was like, oh, you need to call my friend John. He helped me when that, 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 that happened. Mm-hmm. And so it was referrals. It was relationships. It was trial and error. And so that. And, well, I will, uh, say this. I will say this as a, as a 40 year journalist, you are very fair. And I can only imagine from the outside looking in the types of, 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 of lines you have to walk and be fair. Absolutely. And I, and I feel that even in the worst of circumstances, even with the quips and the jokes and the rest, you are fair um, without, you know, letting people run away with the with the with the loot. You're Absolutely. still, you know, you know what I'm saying? I think it's a great job of fairness. And, and doing my work as when I was a, you know, a entertainment journalist, a celebrity journalist, there were, you know, a couple celebrity feuds, you know, celebrities would get mad over the simplest thing. But for the most part, I can name on one hand the people who either didn't like me or I didn't like them. There was some of them I don't fool with either, you know? Right. Uh, and I just like people. I don't care if you had an Oscar or you were a janitor at a building where I shot a TV show. Like, if you were a good person, if you were kind to people and you had great conversation, I just liked you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that all aided my transition into television. And so... Because we've seen it all. You know, John, back in the day when you were coming to my talk show, we didn't tell everything. You know, we right. stuff. But we didn't tell it all. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew about Donald Trump's affair with Marla Maples back in the 80s, but the, we didn't report that stuff. You know, it was crazy. But w- how do you know when to draw the line? Because we see a lot of stuff that we just choose not to tell because it really doesn't pertain to the story in the way that we want it to intentionally impact people. But there's, I mean, have you ever been in a situation where it was really tough? I mean, how do you know what to tell, what not to tell? Um, I had three things that were my working rules. One, I never reported on a story that I wouldn't want reported on myself. Mm -hmm. And so that was my first rule of thumb. Second rule of thumb was, um, 
I believe that relationship will take you further than your talent ever will. And so I would always weigh, was it worth risking or ruining a relationship to just get a good story, a good lead, good clicks on a website? And then last but not least, and this is the best advice I give when I do panels and stuff, you're not empowered by the stories you tell. You're empowered by the secrets you keep. And, and so I've been in places where I've seen a celebrity take a bump of Coke or I've seen a woman with her cornrows and not have a, a wig on or, no! uh, or, or uh, someone was in a relationship and either the husband or the wife would call me to tell me. And, and so that stuff wasn't for public consumption. And so um, I would call a person and say, hey, you know, your girlfriend's wife called or, you know, <laughs> you know uh, or, or, or the, you know, the reverse of that and, and people, and a lot of times people didn't know They didn't know they were dating somebody that was in a relationship It oh. just was, and you know And so I would protect them and walk them through And and so people realize Oh, you're not like everybody else And and here's the, and here's the difference um, I never use me Forewarning somebody that Trouble was on the horizon uh, As leverage for something else Uh, One of the things I learned uh, And really kind of only recently A lot of people in the celebrity news space A lot of people that were at the celebrity weeklies And uh, the tabloids and stuff like that They would take and use that information As leverage Now you owe me something Because Uh I've told you trouble was on the horizon That was never my MO I did things out out of the purity Of just keeping people From getting in trouble Because I like them You know, Now some of these folks You know they just had to follow the sword. Some of the things were unpreventable. But if I could help you avoid being in a scandal because someone called me and told me you, you were sleeping with their husband and I know you didn't know that they were married, then I would tell you. Lola, ain't for me to say. <laughs> but you know what? It reminds me back of being a, a journalist in New York City and, and back in the 80s. When uh-huh. mobs, you know, we covered the mobsters and the mob wars back then at Castellani getting shot outside of Spark, and, you know, all those things. And I hung out with the gangsters. I hung out with the politicians. I hung out with the mob. And it was like, you just, you just didn't, you just don't, there's a certain things you don't talk about. But yeah. that was back in the day, that was when there was loyalty and an honor and a guard. And I'm glad to hear that at least in this day and time, there's, there's people yeah. like holding that because you, know, you do have, you are information, but not, look, mama's, as my mama say, confession may be good for the soul, but it does nothing for the reputation. <laughs> That's, your mama was talking good. Yeah, you know, you, and it's funny, Ro, because when I started making the transition into TV and stuff, that's when the whole culture of blogging really came up. And so people would be like, oh, you're a blogger. And I'd be like, I've never blogged a day in my life. I was actually a journalist. I used to write stories. But what I realized is that when I was transitioning out of that world, people weren't reading. They were looking at headlines and photos. They wanted captions and people would give you a whole definitive opinion on things and not even read a full article. And I was like, I, in addition to TV being my first love and me having neglected it, I also didn't work, uh, want to work in a medium that people just weren't consuming the same way. Um, and it's interesting when I hear these bloggers complain about not getting media access or media respectability. And I'm like, well, one, you're not following journalism protocols, so you're not technically a media outlet. And so then you don't two, have credibility. Yeah, the credibility. credibility. And just because you play in the playground doesn't mean you take on the title. And so, and you, 
you don't understand the art of relationships. You're more worried about clicks and impressions. Uh, and you wonder why I get corporate gigs, why I get corporate gigs because I'm corporate friendly. Yeah. I'm not doing the things that you're doing just to have a good numbers week on your website. That's right. That's right. It's like once you are in that whole thing about being liked, you've totally lost your leverage. Yeah. Yeah. Being influential. It's about being relevant. It's about being important. It's about, you know, using, using that time wisely, not just like, look at me and look how cute my nails are. Where are your nails today? How's that working for you? Right. (laughs) And it's, it's a lot of people we've seen in this business who were in the business of, they were professionally beautiful. I know. How you look at it? I mean, it ain't easily be easy being Pamela Anderson in this day and age. Hello. By the way, can I point this out, ladies? Hair dye is so cheap right now. You can get a box for four bucks. Go and double up, triple up, because you know you're gonna need it, and you've learned a new way to do it yourself. Will Go you, to Rite Aid, bro. That's not just for the ladies. Walgreens, uh, Diddy, uh, Kevin Hart, all those guys—they've been posting on their social medias that they're home and going great. I, I mean, when you look at some of the photos, it's like, dang, y'all been quarantined for three weeks, and now you look like you're an AARP. What are we gonna do? What's life gonna look like, especially in the entertainment industry when this cloud lifts? You know, I don't know. And I've been trying to find some inspiration. And, um, you know, I just recently celebrated a birthday. Uh, it was, thank you. It was April 21st. And leading up to the birthday, bro, I said, you know, I want to do something to inspire people because I knew that a lot of folks were struggling with being disconnected with their friends and family and loved ones during this time. And so I got this idea to do this virtual collaboration. And, you know, listen, I'm not Tyler Perry, so I couldn't call Oprah and Gail, you know, because Oprah was singing on his Maya Angelou had come back from the grave on the Tyler Perry sing along. But I wanted to do something that um, captured the essence of connection. And uh, I thought about Dion Warwick's uh, That's What Friends Are For, which I just found out is celebrating its 35th anniversary this year. And so I picked up the phone, and over the course of 72 hours, I reached out to 24 singers that I know. I asked them to sing a piece of the song, and within minutes of me talking to them, I started getting these videos back. So like I people like who? I mean, people like Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child, and Coco from SWV, Yolanda Adams, Ruben Studdard, Kenny Lattimore, just, I mean, R&B, gospel, and jazz artists. And uh, it was really rewarding pulling it all together. I self-edited it. Then I called this music producer that I know named Phil Walker. And I was like, listen, man, I ain't got no money, but this is what I need you to do. There's 24 artists. There's like this nine-minute version of uh, That's What Friends Are For. I just need you to play under them. And in addition to playing under them, he created an entire original score. And so there's this whole song and this movement, and I've been getting the best messages. I just got a message the other night from a woman who told me that on March the 5th, her mom passed. And after that, over the course of a few days, four different friends succumbed to the coronavirus. And she said watching that video was the first time she had smiled in weeks. And so it was the reason that I did this video. I just wanted to make people feel good, remind them of the humanity of connection and inspire them in a time where being physically distant has been a challenge for us. And so I just hope uh, folks would check it out. It's on all my social platforms. It's on YouTube. It's on Instagram. It's on uh, my Facebook. Just look up my name. Um, um, so my mom, you know, I got a black mom. She uniquely spelled my name. So it's J-A-W-N. My last name is M-U-R-R-A-Y. So that is my YouTube, my Instagram, my Twitter, and then add world to the end and you can find it on 
Facebook. And as of this recording role, over like 120,000 people across platforms have watched this video. It's and, wait a minute, and, did, and didn't Auntie Dion call you? Oh, I got a note from Dion's rep that she loved it. And so um, the New York Daily News did a big piece on uh, this whole virtual collaboration. And they reached out to Dion Warwick and she gave them this amazing quote saying she approved of it. And her rep then sent out um, a reminder that this is the 35th year anniversary of the song and included the video in, in her announcement. So the love and the community that's being built through this song, it, it, this has far exceeded all my expectations. And you didn't even know it was the 35th anniversary. No, it's just a song that had resonated with me since my childhood. And, and, and what better way to connect, celebrate connection than a song that deals with friendship? And look at this. That's what friends are for, us connecting. Yes. And Ro, and I just have to say this, you know, I've said it to you privately and, and I've probably said it publicly before, but thank you for embracing a college kid who just was a fan. Like you took a liking to me and gave me access. I mean, you were and are a huge star and here I am on your phone. You're like, call me anytime. And, and you know, at first trip to LA college student, you come and meet me and Tanya and her husband Phil for dinner. And we've been connected and you have been supported and loved me and encouraged me at every turn. And I appreciate you for that. That's because you do the work and I believe in you because I see stuff in people. Thank you. And look where you are today. And and look where I'm going. And look where you're only, going. Only with not one from here. Honey, you haven't even you haven't even started yet. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. I love you. You think about what we're here to do in life in general. And then something like this hits and you say, Wow, what can I do in service and gratitude? And sitting at home, John said he didn't have any money, but he had a vision. And he has reinvented the way we're reaching out as friends. Let's take a listen, John. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Let's listen to the Dion Warwick thumbs up song. Yes. That's what friends are for. John, thank you so much for pulling this together. And thank you so much for being on Rolanda On Demand. We love you so much. And we will reach out and touch you too. All right, Diana. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching Rolanda On Demand. Enjoy. That's what friends are for. Now stay home, stay safe, and still do something good. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.